Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I want to remind also uh, our, uh, our men uh, that uh, the men's conference uh, will be here before you know it. Uh, and um, we went around uh, uh, two, two months, I guess, two or three months ago, uh, um, getting an idea from uh, of those men who will be going and um, so we could get the rooms lined up because we have to line up those rooms real early and um, um, we'll, we'll soon be uh, giving you uh, the information about what the, um, uh, uh, the expense for the room is. And it, I think it's going to be about the same thing it's been for the last couple of years. But um, we'll be getting you that information. We'll be having to take that up uh, before very too much longer because, as somebody says, we're already here at the ninth month, and uh, uh, this year is quickly going into history. Amen. And uh, uh, I'm kind of like what Brother Bobby said, you know, I'm, I'm, wow, you know, uh, on the 21st of September, you know, we'll, it'll be two years. Uh, our building burnt the uh, day before my birthday, and um, uh, we we have been blessed. God has blessed us. We've we've baptized. You know, the first Sunday I was in here, I don't even remember. I said, you know, it'd be a blessing. I said, uh, before we leave here, we could baptize one or two up there in Jesus' name. Well, we bap- we baptized several here, hadn't we? Amen. We baptized several here. Hallelujah. And. Uh, but we, we've had some struggles. We've had some difficulties also. But I know God is going to bring us back stronger than we ever have been. And the best days of Christ's family church is in the future, not in the past. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. I'm going to get started um, in, in the message today. Um, we're a little bit early in what I normally get turned loose, so... Maybe we can get you out of here earlier. It all depends on what the Lord does. But uh, uh, we do have a word that the Lord um, spoke in my spirit. We want to share with you today. Our uh, opening uh, scripture verse is, is very short. It's only one verse. But we, once we get into it, we'll be going to other scriptures. But we're going to be going to the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, the words there is written in red. So what's that mean? Jesus said it. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. You pray for me as I uh, attempt to preach a message that God spoke to me strongly about and gave me this title, The Possibility of the Impossible. The possibility 
of the impossible. Mighty God, we thank you today for those that have come together to worship with us. We thank you, God, for your presence, Lord, and each and every one who's a part of this body. We pray for those who are not here today, who is out, that our sicknesses is going around. We pray, God, your hand upon each and every one, and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name that the church say, amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. The possibility of the impossible. I want to I want to I want to tell you in the coming months in the next few coming months God is going to take this church family into areas that a four-time many would have said would have been impossible but with God all things are what all things are possible. Now, I gave them uh, in the audiovisual up there some pictures. Maybe they can, hopefully, they can get them up there. But I'm, I want to give you a little introduction here, and we're going to use pictures as we go along. On December 17, 1903, the Wright brothers took to the air. And made possible that which had been impossible. That was in De- on December the 17th, 1903. I'm talking to you today about the possibility of the impossible. Leave that picture up there for a moment. Let me tell you, something else has just come to my mind that I, that, that I, didn't, I didn't have in my notes, but I remember this story. This is true. In 1880-something, I don't remember, uh, because I said I didn't, I, didn't have, uh, I didn't have this in my notes. I don't remember the exact. But in 1880, the Methodist Church, one branch of the Methodist Church, was having their big convention. During that convention, one man got up when it was his time to speak, and the Spirit of the Lord got up on him when a lot of people said, was saying how that the world got up there prior to him and been telling everybody, said, well, when 1900 comes, this thing's going to end. It's going to wind up. There ain't going to be nothing else. But this one man, under the inspiration of God, began to speak to that vast congregation of people. And he says, God has taken us great further in, into the uh, future. Even, he says, the Lord has showed me that we're even going to see many marvels take place. Many impossibilities are going to be possible. And that man will one day even fly through the sky. A man... Brother Rick, I don't know, you, you, you might have read uh, the same thing. Sitting towards, towards the back, had, his, had two sons sitting there. When that preacher said that, grabbed his two boys, one by one arm and one by the other, and got up and left and says, 
Come on, Orville and Wilbur. Says if God wanted men to fly, he would give them wings. That happened. Hallelujah. And in 1903, those same who was once young boys heard that from the pulpit made it possible. On October the 14th, 1947, a man by the name of Chuck Yeager climbed into the cockpit of a plane and broke the sound barrier, made possible what had been impossible, supersonic flight. Many others have tried. But in that plane right there, every time... They would try. They'd get to that certain point. And they said that plane would begin to rattle and it would shake and it would feel like it was going to just come apart. And the people on the ground, they didn't, nobody had broke the sound barrier before. They, they didn't know actually what was going to happen when it took place. But he was a test pilot and time after time. They'd get to that point, and that, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that ship began to shake and begin to rattle and carry on, and they would back off, mainly because of fear. How many times has the church of Jesus Christ backed off because we've listened to the lies of the devil and we've let fear come in? Amen. And say, well, we ain't, we're not able to do this or we're not able to do that. But one day, even in the month of October, amen, on the 14th in, in 1947, he got up there and he says, I'm going for broke. He got to that point, amen, where he had been before and that plane was a shaking. It was a rattling. It was a carrying on. Amen. But what I I read about it and said at that point, he said, it's either now or never. And he kicked in the afterburners. And she went there. And those people on the ground didn't hear nothing but a boom. Hallelujah. Somebody said, what happened? Did it blow up? No. He said, I was sailing smoother than I ever sailed before. He said, because when I broke through the barrel, there he said, it got all quiet things just sailed down. He said, it was as smooth a flight as he ever had. I'm telling you, church, the devil will try to make you think your world's going to come apart. But if you keep holding on, all things are possible to him that believes. And if you can break through that fire, I promise you it will smooth out. Woo! Glory to God. And then, on July the 21st, 1969, a man who just passed away yesterday by the name of Neil Armstrong with his left foot first stepped off the ladder of the limb onto the surface of the moon then spoke the famous words that's one small step for man one giant leap for mankind the possibility of the impossible. I can remember where I was at and what I was doing. 
I was standing inside a little dairy dip holding an ice cream cone because I was at the close of a very first tent revival that my dad, myself, and another minister had. And not far from where we had the tent set up, there was a little dairy dip like. And we stopped there and I went in there. And they had TV on. And I was watching that. Sitting there as he took that step. The reason why I use these three illustrations is because they're all tied together. If it wasn't for the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong would have never stepped on the moon. That little small flight, it was what, what, how many, some of y'all, it was only what, about 12 seconds long? Yeah. Uh, It seems so small and insignificant. But I'll let me tell you some folks, don't 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 push aside the death, small things, the word of God says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because what those two brothers accomplished made what Neil Armstrong do. Because of what they did. It made Chuck Yeager see if Chuck Yeager hadn't have broke the sound bear and brought us into age of supersonic flight, that would have never happened. And I'm standing here telling you right now. Even though we're we're in a different facility, but in my mind's eye, as I stand right here, I can see the saints of old of our assembly. Our founders and, and the people of, of, of the church who paved the way for us because of what they endured and what they went through, but yet they kept going. They kept pushing. They kept pushing. Hallelujah. Amen. It's making possible for us today to reap the things of God. And it's important, amen, for this generation. It's important for this congregation right here today because what we do today, amen, will set the stage for these little ones that are here. Those are yet to be born. Hallelujah. When, when I'm maybe long gone or sitting over here, amen, in a wheelchair, amen, amen, with my gum. I love you, praise God. Whoever's preaching after me, glory to God, to carry it gone, glory to God, because we pass the torch from one generation to the other. Everything you do will have an effect on more people than what you'll ever realize. If you cave in today, If you fall in under the pressure today, you may be dooming your future generations to never even get as close to God as what you did. Hallelujah. So that is one reason why I say, folks, we can't just focus on ourselves. When God created man, He placed deep within Him the drive, the audacity, the boldness to reach 
for that which was conceived as impossible to accomplish what was never has never been achieved. We only need to look around us and we can touch, handle, and experience hundreds of things which were considered impossible just 100 years ago in 1900. My dad was born in November of 1901. And just about every modern thing that you can imagine, he's seen it come to be in his lifetime. He told me stories, amen, as a boy growing up. They can remember well the first airplane that flew over because it scared the livestock to death. Hallelujah. When my dad was a boy and his father was a preacher of a little old country Baptist church in Arkansas, the parking lots around the church was not filled with Fords and Chevys or Chryslers or, or nothing else. They were filled with horse and buggies. And the things that's been invented since my father passed away in the 90s, he wouldn't know what in the world there was now. Some of these things. Amen. I mean... It's, it's gotten amazing, but it's a fulfillment of the Bible. The Bible says that in the last days, men would be ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. So there's been a lot of things, that, and we, 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 we enjoy a lot of things right now that at one time people in the past would have said it was impossible. But now, now that I've laid that foundation, a wireless network or a microwave oven is not exactly what Jesus was referring to when he said, if you can believe, all things are possible. Amen. When he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes, he, he didn't have on his mind a wireless network. He didn't have on his mind an iPad that I'm sitting up here uh, 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 flipping up right now and, and giving you, uh, getting my notes off of, or a microwave oven. That's not what he was talking about. He was taking it beyond the realm of man's comprehension or ability to imagine. You see, every modern invention that has become commonplace, which was once considered impossible, was first visualized in the heart of a man and then put down on paper. But Christ, when He said all things are possible, was taking it up a notch. Woo, hallelujah. To a level to whereas we have never imagined. Before that plane came into being, it was visualized in the, in the right brother's mind. Hallelujah. Whoever came up with the technology that enabled a Chuck Yeager to do what he did, did in that plane was envisioned in somebody's mind, and then it was put down on paper. But when Jesus says all things are possible to him that believe, he was going beyond what can be thought of or imagined in the human mind. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 9, says, But it is written, I 
has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. And I'm telling you folks, He wasn't just talking about heaven there. He was not talking about the sweet by and by. He said, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have freely been given to us of God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Final verse. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually deep. Church, listen to me just a moment. What I'm trying to get across to everybody here today is that God has ordained His people to reach for the impossible. To reach for that which it's impossible for you to even visualize. Reach for what you can't even imagine. Amen. Look, glory to God, go for what you can't see. Go for what you can't figure out. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, folks. If there's one thing that hurts a church, it's when men start trying to run a church like to do their own household. Amen. We want to sit down here and we got to have everything in black and white. We got to have it all out. But that is not the way that the church of the living God is. Is run. Yes, we've we got to have some order, but the Word of God says that we walk by faith and not by sight. If we miss that, we ain't going to accomplish nothing. Hallelujah. The just shall live by what? Faith. There's a lot of people been in church for many years, but they still not learned that lesson yet. Hallelujah. Let me talk a little bit about walking in the realm of authority. What's he, what's he getting into now? What's, what's he talking about? Well, I'm talking about the possibility of the impossible. In your life, in the life of the church, and in the life of the kingdom of God as a whole. Before you can ever begin to walk in the possibility of the impossible in your life, you've got to learn to walk in the realm of the authority. And I'm talking about the authority that God has given. Here is a fact. And the difference between Christians who live in the dimension of impossibilities made possible and those who don't. Now, I, I listen. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say those who didn't was not Christians. They may be saved. They may be children of God, but they do not, and have not ever walked in the realm of the impossible. 
They've never experienced the supernatural realm of God. They don't know what you are talking about. If they was to come in and see some of the services that we have had right here in our own midst, they would begin to scratch their head and say, Are them people on crack or what? Amen. And I'm not saying these are not good people. I'm not saying that they're not children of God and that they're not going to make it to heaven, but yet they will go through life never knowing the being able of the supernatural and going from impossible to possible. You see, one group never perceives the position they have in Christ. So they never allow their faith to take authority in the spiritual realm. Now, I'm trusting, and the Lord gave me this, so the Lord, the Lord must feel like that everybody here can, can grasp a hold of this, that this is not too strong, not too, too um, uh, thick a piece of meat for you. But I want you, please try to let this get in your spirit. All things are possible to those who believe. But there are Christians who think they have that they don't have the right to believe for some things that they perceive that's impossible. They don't think they have the right to do that. But what I'm trying to tell you here today as an overcoming, Bible-believing child of God, amen, that you can move into the realm of impossibilities and you do have the right and the authority. You just got to learn to know how to walk in it. Hallelujah. We got to walk in it. I'm going to prove the point by taking you back into the Old Testament, the book of Joshua. Chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. Then spake Joshua to the Lord. In the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said, in the sight of Israel. Now listen, this this is Joshua. This is a man. This is a human being. No different than any man that's in this place today. Joshua spoke, he said to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Agilon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hastened not to go down about a whole day. Can you think about that, folks? Think about that. And there was no day like it before or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about Moses, but I'm talking about a man who walked under Moses. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He was standing on the sidelines at the Red Sea. Amen. And he, oh, Joshua, young Joshua at the time, was looking with his lips. 
hanging down to here when Moses stretched out that rod over the Red Sea and they divided. Hallelujah. He was standing over there. Amen. When he spoke, Moses spoke to the rock and the water came forth. He saw all those miracles. Now we're talking about believing. Remember? All things are possible to him that believes. Hallelujah. The Lord spoke to Joshua in the beginning. After Moses was carried on to heaven. And he, he said, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Joshua took God at his word. And now he was the leader of this army who was fighting the enemy. And the only way that they could have the win, have the win this dark time didn't come. Hallelujah. They got to have it. So Joshua stood and he spoke to the Lord in the sight of all the children of Israel. And he stood with authority. Hallelujah. And he said, Son, stand still. Moon, amen, you stay over here. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, amen, that the things stood still by the space of a day. Hallelujah. And there never has been a day like it nor after that God hearkened unto the voice of a man. Church, sometimes you have to be willing to place yourself in the position of looking foolish to everybody around you. you got to lay your pride on the line and step into a realm of faith where no one has walked before. Joshua took authority over nature itself. And in the hearing and sight of the people, boldly spoke to the sun to stand still and to the moon not to rise. I'm here to tell everybody in my midst today, as God's child, you can take authority over the obstacle in your path by speaking by faith the removal of your opposition. Can somebody give glory and praise to God? Now, I'm going to tell you why. We don't see more of the miraculous take place in our life. I've been in a place because this happened to me. I've been in a place where God, I felt led in my heart to do something. But what it was God was telling me to do, the devil was sitting on my other shoulder and said, Now, you're going to look mighty foolish if you step out in front of everybody and you say that and it don't happen. Joshua spoke in front of everybody. That, I mean, that could have just wiped out. He, he was a man in charge. He was commander in chief. He laid it all on the line. He knew what needed to be done for the victory. He laid his pride on the line. Hallelujah. If God speaks to you to go over and lay hands on somebody sitting in a wheelchair for God to heal them, Please obey God. Don't don't fear what somebody's going to point and laugh at you. Don't listen to them. Say, what if they don't get up? 
Come on, somebody. We've got to learn to begin to walk under the authority that God has placed in our life. Matthew 21 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this. Now, this, is, this took place when he cursed that fig tree and it dried up. He says, uh, you, sh- uh, you shall not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. All things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive it. It's time that we stand up with authority. And I'm not talking about going up to the devil. Oh, oh, Mr. Boogeyman, please, but you don't mind bothering me so much this week. Oh, Mr. He's just going to laugh at you. You're going to have to stand and claim your authority in Jesus Christ. Listen, none of us has the power on our own. But we've got it through the blood of Calvary. Can you say amen? We've got it through the blood of Calvary. One more point before I close this message. I talked about, I've, I've talked to you about uh, this first part. Amen. About um, walking in the realm of authority. I want to talk a little bit about walking under his authority. Anytime you attempt to cross over the realm from impossible to possible, you must know without hesitation that you have his approval. Amen. Our purpose, this is, now this, this is important. Get a hold of this if you don't get a hold of anything else. Our purpose must align with his purpose and our will must submit to his. Once we begin to walk by his command, we must continue by faith and don't stop walking. We got a lot of wildfires burning today. And if you're not careful, you can be deceived by somebody. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I believe God is a healer. But I also know that everybody don't get healed. And there are reasons for that. And just because you pray for somebody and they don't get healed don't mean that God's mad at you or that, or that you don't have enough faith. We've had, we've, had, we've had some preachers come through here that's made those kind of comments before, amen, that if everybody that's sick don't get healed, there's something wrong. That's hogwash. If you don't live long enough for the rapture, folks, there's going to be something hit you going to take you out of this life. God has appointed all men wants to die. Amen? The Apostle Paul, when he was writing to Timothy, he, he called a man's name uh, when he was given a list of things to do. He said, you remember this? I, I wish I could remember his name, but I can't remember all. He said, but I, I have left this man in my leader sick. Now, Apostle Paul, he went down and quit preaching one night. A man fell, off, fell asleep while he was preaching, fell down from the third law, broke his neck. Brother, brother Bob and them talking, some of them talking about me getting long winded. That was at midnight. He goes down, he raises the guy back up from the dead, and goes back, and the Bible says, continued his speech to daylight. 
Lord Jesus, help us. Amen. Paul worked all kinds of miracles. How come he left this guy in one city sick? Because we have got to align our purpose with God's purpose, our will with His will. Sometimes we don't know the best. Now I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get up close and personal right now. Sometimes human beings, as human beings, we can we we can become real selfish. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do. So as not to not to bother nobody else, upset nobody else, I'll use my own self as an example here. I love my lovely lovely wife God gave me with all my heart. We've been through a lot together. And when I got the call about that accident, it's amazing how quick that your whole world can be turned upside down. And I got to the trauma unit and seen the shape she was in. Of course, we know God brought her through and she, because there was still a work for her to do in God's kingdom. But laying in the condition she was, if it was her time to leave here, and God let me know it was her time to leave here, but yet I would continue continue to pray for God to heal her and keep her here, I could cause her more suffering and pain than she would have to go through because I'm being selfish. What are you saying, Brother Sam? I'm saying sometimes because we think our love is so grateful sometimes, sometimes we can bring suffering on people we love but not willing to line our will up the will of God's. This is, this is tough stuff, but it's, it's truth. We have got to keep ourselves under the authority of God. Hey. Oh, God, help me. Let me get this across, Jesus. Help me, Lord. We have got to walk under His authority. The Lord showed me something that I had never seen. Maybe you've seen it before. But, every, you know, the Word of God is so great. I mean, every time we go back and we read a story, we're always picking up something we've never seen. But the Lord showed me something that I'd never seen before about the time when Peter stepped out of the boat. Matthew chapter 14 Beginning in verse 28. They was all in the midst of a storm. Being tossed and they were scared to death. In the middle of that storm they looked. Jesus came walking on the water. 
They began to cry out for fear. Then for sure they thought they were seeing a ghost or something. Verse 28, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, we have heard Peter preached on so many times about him sinking, but I'm not going no further right there. I'm stopping at that verse. Because Peter did the impossible. The Bible said he walked on the water to go to Jesus. For that moment of time, and I don't know how long it happened or how long it, uh, um, it, uh, that it happened, but Peter was doing what was impossible for a man to do. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I need some I need some men. Sister Sue, just gather around. Let's pray right now in Jesus' name. Uh, Brother Bobby, take this oil back there. Just go back to her. Don't have her try to walk. Hallelujah. 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 Now let's ta- we're talking about authority, and let's take authority over this right now. Take some authority in Jesus' name. The Bible says, well, there's many as two agree touching it. Let's agree it in Jesus' name right now.
praise. From y'all, brothers, helper, praise God, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Everybody, let's just let's just do a closing prayer for her. They're going to go ahead and carry her on over here to the emergency room. Let's just. Pray that God will take care of this. Um, uh, uh, this uh, is another stone that's, uh, that's come back on her. Let's just pray right now for God just to be with her right now in Jesus' name. Mighty God, as we come to you, Lord, in your name, God, we thank you and we praise you, God, because we know, God, that you are the God of the impossible, God. We've been delivering your word today, God, that there is nothing impossible with you. And we pray right now that according to your will and your plan, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, you will touch her, God, and give her strength and give her deliverance over this. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. We're going to dismiss But just hold Shelly and Paul both up in your prayers. Amen. This afternoon. Hallelujah.